Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast, episode 26. This is for the 14th of Teves in a leap year. And today we're going to conclude chapter nine, in which we're discussing, we were talking about this idea of the animal and godly soul being at war with one another, and the vision of the godly soul and its ultimate desire of what it would look like if it were to o- totally overtake the body. So we started talking about that yesterday, and we talked about it in this, you know, kind of like um, like a like a d- directional sense like we talked about how it would first look with uh you know where where a person would start to meditate in an intellectual way upon god and that would seep into their heart and then from the right ventricle of the heart it would spill over into the left ventricle of the heart and overtake the sitra akhra the other side and ultimately the animal soul so you can listen to yesterday's episode to hear a little bit more about that so today he's going to give this state of being a little bit more of a definition of what would it actually look like once a person were to ultimately live in this way where the godly soul was in full and in total dominion and what the ultra says and that is that this level attaining this kind of level is called a love of pleasures and why is it called a love of pleasures? This is where a person experiences a very amazing pleasure in God that actually is a taste of the world to come. And this pleasure is experienced in the mind because, again, we talked about how the seat of the godly souls in the mind. And it's specifically within their chachma, within their wisdom and in their their mind to, to feel delight and pleasure in the conceptualness of God and in knowing God, you know, in a way that is, you know, in line with their subjective understanding of who God is. And this is an aspect of water and of a seed, like that's a seed is sown that's in the holy state. So if you remember going back uh, way back, you know, uh, several episodes ago, we also mentioned it again yesterday, the element of water is the source of physical pleasure for the animal soul. So anytime a person, you know, indulges in physicality in this way where they're just trying to get pleasure out of it in a, a very physical hedonistic way, this is coming from the element of water within their animal soul. So now here, once the godly soul has come and transformed everything in the in the animal soul, this is actually going to be expressed as pleasure as well. And that's why it is likened to it or it, it is sourced in the element of water at this time from a holy place. And this state of being is such that actually that element of water within the animal soul gets gets overcome and transformed. So that all of those pleasures that a person had and desires for 
uh, for physical things in this world get transformed into all of those that that need for these things this this desire for them gets transformed and directed towards a desire and pleasure in God and the altar rabbi here quotes the Zo of the uh, Etz Chaim in the gate the 50th gate in chapter 3 who that place there cites the Zohar where it says that the evil within the person turns into total good so this negativity within the person it's as it's totally 100% good it's as if it's called the yitzir tov the the good inclination it's no longer the negative inclination and what happens is actually the the clothing that they're wearing remember we talked about how all of the the godly soul and the animal soul both have these clothing these garments that they wear so the animal soul's garments which are garments of filth they're called get removed from it so this means that all of these you know remember we said that the the garments of the animal souls how it goes about doing its biddings in the world and engaging in these physical indulgences so these garments get removed from it and not only that but not only the garments but actually the the mitos the characteristics within the heart the emotions within the heart which here too get transformed into feelings towards God, feelings of awe and love towards God and only towards God. So it's an exclusive kind of relationship. And so to any type of speech that comes out of the mouth, any thought that comes in the mind, which are again, the, the garments of speech and thought are only going to be for the godly soul. So he's really breaking it down here in terms of how this, what this transformation looks like. And and what does this mean that a person's thoughts are total, only totally for God? It means that all day long a person is thinking about Torah and thinking about and, and talking about Torah and just always everything they say is words of Torah all the time. And then so too with the third garment, which is the garment of action, that every single organ of their body is just expressing God's mitzvahs. It's only engaged in God's mitzvahs. So basically we, we have a person who... In this state, in this case, where if if the godly soul really, really takes over and conquers the animal soul in the proper way that we're describing here, it leads to this level of love within pleasures of God that really transforms the entire body from head to toe. Whether we're talking about the garments of the soul or we're talking about the actual character traits of the soul, and then. To conclude here, the altar Rebbe says something really interesting, is it says here that ultimately, even though they were at war, the animal soul and the godly soul, and so it seems like they're in fierce opposition, so ultimately, the desire of the animal soul is to have the person overcome it. <laughs> so it actually wants to lose. And the altar Rebbe likens this to the story of the prostitute in the Zohar. So there's this, a story that's written about a prostitute in the Zohar that a, that a king, this is found in the Zohar, if you want to look it up, in um, Devarim chapter 21, 21. So it talks about a king who sends out a prostitute to seduce his son as a test. And so ultimately, the prostitute, since it's an emissary of the king, she ultimately is really, really hoping that the son is not going to give in to her and is going to withhold the temptation. So the altar of it here is saying that this is ultimately the, the ultimate desire of the animal soul, which I think is interesting in the sense that, you know, if, if we go back and we were talking about the war of the two souls, the altar of it, this is just my own thought, is the altar of it says that the two souls are at war, but then he only proceeds to talk about in depth what the desire of the godly soul is. And he doesn't really go 
really into depth about the desire of the animal soul. And perhaps this is because, as we see here, the ultimate desire of the animal soul is actually to have the godly soul win. The animal soul doesn't want us to give in to the temptations. It's just, it's just there as an emissary for God. So one thing that I, like a, an analogy that often comes to mind for me that I think about with this is sort of like a tourist trap, you know, that, you know, do you ever go to like a carnival or something like that? And there's different games that are out there on display that you can, you know, if you pop these many balloons, you're going to win a prize or whatever it is. And often these games are actually rigged and they're rigged in such a way that you cannot win them. It's impossible to win. And, but at the same time, it looks really tempting and it looks really inviting. And sometimes, you know, there's really shiny lights and really, really pretty things. And, you know, the prizes look really good or whatever, but ultimately there is no prize. And ultimately, if you go down that route, you're just going to lose all of your money. So this is kind of how I like to think about the animal soul and the temptations that are in this world in that sense is they're kind of like tourist traps. Like they look really shiny on the outside and it looks like in a very superficial way that this is what your body wants. Like your body wants to indulge in these physical sensations and in the pleasures of the world and all of these kind of things. But ultimately, it's all just a tourist trap. And ultimately, this is not what your body even wants. It's not even about just being a good person and denying yourself of these pleasures or whatever. You Just like you're at the carnival, you don't want to lose your money. You don't want to spend your time doing this stupid game that you can't even win. Ultimately, you want, you want to keep your money and you want to move on with your life. So that's ultimately the the desire that you have as well as a Jew is not to give into these animal sensations and animal impulses, but to, but even the animal within you wants to overcome them. So I hope that was clear. And that's again, the conclusion of today's Tanya for chapter nine, and we're going to move on to chapter 10 tomorrow. And I'll, I'll speak with you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.